0: Welcome to the Autism Helpline podcast. My name's Lynn Tiller and I'm going to talk to you about what to do if you think your son or daughter has an autism spectrum disorder and want to seek a formal diagnosis. I'll talk you through how the assessment process works for children under 18, from referral through to diagnostic report. We'll hear from a parent who is just about to start the assessment process and a professional in autism who will explain to us more about what to expect on the day and after assessment. If you want to find out more about autism and Asperger syndrome, you can read more in the About Autism section of our website. Firstly, we'll meet Chloe, who talked to us about her son, Jack.
1: Hello, my name is Chloe and my son Jack is seven. I've had concerns about him for a while. He's always had speech difficulties. He likes things done in a certain way and gets upset if I try and change them. Sometimes I have real difficulties with his behaviour. I met with his school teacher recently to see if they were having the same things at school and they suggested that he might be on the autism spectrum. I was really shocked at first so I didn't really know much about it. But I've done a lot of reading about what autism is and a lot of the symptoms do sound familiar. Just want to know for sure, for Jack and for me, but don't know where to go from here.
0: The way to know for sure is for Jack to go for an assessment with a professional who is trained to be able to recognise and diagnose an autism spectrum disorder and there are two routes that you can go through for this. The first is to go through the NHS where you would go to see a GP and talk through your concerns and they'd refer Jack on to a specialist for an assessment and the second route is to see someone privately. With some bri- private diagnosticians you can approach them directly but for others you'd still need to get a GP referral.
1: I'm a bit worried about going to see the GP. What would I say to him? Is he going to know who to refer Jack on to? I want to make sure that Jack sees the right person that's going to understand him.
0: It can be really helpful to take along to the GP a list of the behaviours and characteristics of Jack you've got concerns about. It's always good to have things written down as you can use them as a prompt when you're there too. You could think of examples from each of the three key areas. So examples of difficulty with social communication, social interaction and social imagination. And you're right, it's really important that Jack sees someone who is experienced in diagnosis. We have a list of professionals who can diagnose as a team or individually on our Autism Services Directory. You can search this using your postcode. The web address is www.autismdirectory. or you can call us on the Autism Helpline to search for you. You could search and take a list of nearby professionals with you when you go to the GP. It might be they know of professionals in the area themselves, but it's always good to check, though, that they do have that relevant experience. What does it mean when someone's working on a team? When it's part of a team, it's known as a multi-agency assessment. So an assessment by a team of professionals from different disciplines. This could mean there's perhaps a speech and language therapist, an occupational therapist, or a clinical psychologist, for example. Who is on the team, though, would vary between different diagnostic services. The guidelines and recommendations for assessment are set out in the National Autism Plan for Children. There's a link to this on our website, so you can find out more there, And we'll also be hearing from someone later on who will talk to us a little bit more about this.
1: Am I going to be waiting long for an assessment on the NHS? If I do decide to go privately, is it expensive? Is it the same
0: if you get an NHS or private diagnosis? Waiting lists do vary um, between diagnostic services and we don't have those details here on the helpline. Costs for private assessments can really vary too. It's a good idea to phone a number of services to find out about costs. So finding out what this pays for and whether any follow-up services are offered. And if follow-up services are offered, then is this an additional cost, for example? On the helpline we have heard of occasions where local authorities, so for example social services or the local education authority, haven't recognised a private diagnosis. So we'd suggest you try and get a referral through the NHS and stay on the waiting list for an assessment, even if you do decide to pay privately, just to avoid any disputes in the future.
1: Thank you, that's really helped. I know where to get started now.